Hi, everyone. It's Jen Nawal. And on this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast, I sat down with Jamie McKinney to talk about how you can show up as your most confident self in 2024. You likely have some great goals for this year, as well as those resolutions. How do we make sure you achieve them? That's what we brought Jamie in for. Jamie McKinney, MBA, is the best-selling author of Speak Up, Sister, The Professional Woman's Guide to Confidence and Success. She is also an award-winning confidence and leadership coach for both executive and emerging leaders. Throughout her career in heavily technical industries, Jamie learned lessons both the hard way and the better way, and jokes that her stilettos have steel toes. Via signature programs, such as her keynote talk, Catalyze Your Confidence, her online course, Speak Up to Level Up, and her signature coaching program, The Three Pillars of Leadership, Jamie ignites action in her clients and instills unstoppable confidence. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Let's make 2024 your best year yet. Happy 2024. This is our kickoff episode. You're our first guest of the year. Jamie, I am so glad that you're here to talk about today's topic, how to be your most confident self in 2024. Game on, my friend. I'm so excited to spend this time with you, Jen. I've been looking forward to it. No, same. And I'm excited to share with you your expertise. You're an author. You're a speaker. You're a coach. You do so much, but I know a little bit more about you because of course we've met during the pre-call, but if it's okay with you, would you tell our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do as well as Speak Up Sister? Tell more about your book. (laughs) You bet. So my name is Jamie McKinney. I I wrote a book called Speak Up Sister, The Professional Woman's Guide to Confidence and Success. And uh, if if you're of other, if you associate with other genders, you could also think of it as Speak Up Mister. It applies across a variety of genders. Uh, the idea for the book was actually not my own. It was upon request from groups of women whom I had spoken to. And after I spoke, every, they came up to me and said, hey, this was so great. We want to learn more. How do we buy your book? Which at the time, this is like 2018, 2017, 2018 was not on my bucket list, was <laughs> not something that I thought, oh, I should do that someday. But you know, after the certain number of requests, I started, I started really thinking about it. And started writing it. And so the book is is born from two decades of experience in heavily technical industries, where I quickly figured out that I needed to use my voice, that if I didn't figure out a way to channel my confidence to speak up, that I would just get eaten alive. And I did a few times and I didn't like it. I didn't like that feeling whatsoever. And so I got very intentional early on about studying confidence and the science and the neuroscience behind confidence that I'd like to think that I cracked the code on it. And building my confidence when I did that, it changed everything. I advanced my career three different times in three different industries. I mean, all the way up to chief strategy officer. And today, this is exactly what I do. I teach others how to do the same thing, how to ditch doubts, how to speak up and achieve the careers that they deserve and desire. It's a ton of fun. I love what I do. And, and client results are my absolute favorite part of my day. Oh my gosh. Well, you're changing lives. You're giving people their power back to actually maybe own or take more ownership around their life, their destiny, their goals, whatever that might be. I'm excited that this is our kickoff because hopefully for those that have set some intentions, resolutions, or some goals, you are mindful of the doubts or barriers might that might come into place. So 
We're going to dive in now. How to be your most confident self in 2024. Let's baseline it. What does confidence even mean? What does confidence even mean? Let's let's start with the 101. So the etymology of the word confidence is con plus fidelis. So con means with, fidelis means faith or belief. So the word confidence means with a belief, with a faith in yourself. And that belief, that system, that thought, that's something that each of us gets to choose as an an individual, right? It's not something that you're just born with or you're not. In fact, there is a confidence gene. We are all born with confidence and a belief that you can do something that is confidence. And then confidence plus courage, because we can't just think it, right? We have to actually do it. We have to step into action. Courage is the action that you take to prove it to yourself, to prove that belief to yourself. I love that expression. Courage is what the action that you take to prove it to yourself. Yes, you got it. But how do you overcome fear? <laughs> I know we're going to be, I mean, what role, right? Like how, because I love that statement. Courage is that action that you can take to prove it to yourself. Mm-hmm. When you work with clients, I guess it's going to segue into my next question. Like, why aren't we more confident? Maybe we start there. Because what what get, what challenges us from actually having that courage to show up for ourselves so we can be our best self? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that can play into that. I mean, there's some nature, there's some nurture, uh, there's belief systems that have entered into your mind, which could be from years ago, could be recently. Uh, a big thing, though, a huge thing to keep in mind, though, is that your confidence is up to you. Your confidence is up to you. And one of the first things that I encourage my clients to focus on is separating the things which we can control versus the things which we cannot. Because someone with with low confidence or low self-esteem will spend the majority of their mental energy focusing on the things they cannot control. Now, I like to speak in terms of acronyms. I love alliteration. I love a good rhyme. And so the acronym that I like to use to be mindful of what we can control and what we cannot is ETA, right? And we all know the acronym ETA. We know it as estimated time of arrival. And I use it in terms of emotions, thoughts, and actions. Our personal ETA. That, Jen, that's what we have the jurisdiction. That's what we have the control over, not somebody else's ETA. I mean, influence, sure. Control, no. And so there's a lot of freedom in that when you really take a step back of, you know, maybe something you're fearful of or what's happening in a meeting or a conversation you had. What's the part that you have control over? And what's the part that you do not? Because we can't force anyone else into action, but what we can do is choose our own actions, right? Choose how we're thinking about it and how we're feeling about it. And when you can make that distinction and that separation, wow, (laughs) it's very, very empowering. Helps you stay in the space of curiosity as opposed to fear. Yes. Well, and I think that is the hardest piece because even someone listening right now might say, emotions, thoughts, actions. I don't know. This is what I'm doing because I have to do it this way or because things are like that. I think Harvard came out with a quote or a stat that just blows my mind. And their stat was that 90% of people believe that they're self-aware and 10% of people actually are. Right. (laughs) And so we all think we're more aware. So we don't even realize that the choice is there because we don't even realize that there's a choice to be made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you think we need to be more confident? Why do you think we need to pay attention to the ETA? Yes. Well, let me, let me ask you this, Jen, do you like to save time? Yes, of course. 100%, yes. right? <laughs> right? It's the, it's the resource that 
we all have the same amount of no matter no matter what, right? When you are, are focused on what you have control over versus what you don't, when you are leaning into your confidence, it saves so much time. It saves so much time. I mean, let me let me give you an example. Uh, I worked with a woman who she's in uh, finance and mortgages. And she would leave leave the office and she would drive home. And if you ever, you know, physically left somewhere, but mentally you haven't, it's still, everything's still kind of churning and playing around that rumination in your head. And as she was driving home, the thoughts that would run through her head were all the things that she did wrong that day or all the things that went wrong, right? Took up her whole drive. Well, and thinking about confidence and the belief and the control that she has over her thoughts she instead decided to switch her thoughts. And on the way home, she shifted her focus, not to the things over which she did not have control, but she shifted her focus to, okay, what did I do right today? And what will I do better next time? What will I do better next time? So if you think about that, you know, nothing about the day's circumstances changed, but what did change was how she was approaching it, how she was thinking about it, what her belief system was. And imagine how much better of a day she's going to have the following day when the last thoughts were, all right, here's what I could do better next time, as opposed to, well, here's what I did wrong and beating herself up. Right. I mean, I think so many of us can relate to that wasting the time. I like to call it working off the clock. I'm like, you're still working. You're just (laughs) not being paid for it. You're actually paying in the form of your mental tax and your own presence and happiness. Yeah, the the rent-free space, right? That's taken up in your head. <laughs> Seriously, but how many people can relate to that that cognitive thought distortion, that ruminating rewind button? Wish I would have done that, should have done that, could have done that. And how much time and emotional energy could be just spared by, it sounds like this is part of that solution is that growth mindset. Oh, like 100%. not living in your fixed mindset of like, you should have been perfect. It's what, how can you learn and grow from this? Because mm-hmm. so much is not in our control. So much is not in our control. No. And when we spend our time focusing on the myriad things that are not, we're wasting so much mental energy, so much mental energy. And this, I mean, this is what I love about coaching as well. I mean, the way, the way I like to describe it is, you know, therapy is to your past, what coaching is to your future. And I mean, I, I highly recommend both. I'm a practitioner of both. I'm not a licensed therapist, but I am a certified coach. And so with coaching is always about, okay, and what will you do next? What action do you commit to taking next time so that you will drive a different outcome? Because that's the part that you have control over. Yes. And it feels good, any- right? To have control over something, to see it play out and go, oh, I did that. Yes. Well, and it's, I think, what do you think clouds our ability to see that from your perspective? Like the choices that we have, because we're obviously talking about it in the way that I know we both know, but I guarantee it. Well, I, I'll speak for myself. I can still forget about it. And so what do you think clouds people's <laughs> ability to see those choices? And that's a great question, Jen. Uh, I think part of it is, you know, I, I work with a lot of high achievers, you know, people who identify as type A or perfectionists. And I'm, I'm raising my hand too. My name is Jamie. I've been a member of the Perfectionist Recovery Program since 2013. And part of it is giving yourself permission, giving yourself permission to see situations for what they are and what they are not and releasing the control over the things that you don't have it. That that permission element is a really big one. Um, It's something that I've noticed that high achievers and perfectionists tend to struggle with a lot. Like you've got it. You've got to grant yourself the opportunity 
to maybe be a little less hard on yourself to say like, okay, what, what does this look like if I'm focusing only on the things that I can control and letting go, <laughs> letting go of the things or l- letting it be. That's another, maybe we segue to that. The term let it go gets under my skin a little bit and I can tell you why in a minute, but giving yourself permission to say, all right, but from an honest standpoint, from an objective viewpoint, where, where do I have the ability to have impact here and where do I not? Yes. And really putting I, your resources and your energy into that. Just even thinking, maybe that's like the exercise that the audience can do after this is like, write down your stressors, write down your worries, write down like that. And actually think, do I have control? Yes. No. Right. But don't let it go. What, what's your, what's your, I want to know your take on let it go. Yeah. So let it go. <laughs> I know we all love the song from frozen, right? <laughs> let it go. There's some things that you can't, I mean, they're, they're depending on how deep rooted or, you know, what sort of impact that that had on you. And somebody tells you to let it go. I mean, that's really dismissive. And you know what, if it were just that easy, we would do it. And then if your brain stays stuck on the focus of, well, I have to let it go, then there's this stress and this pressure. And the more you focus on it, the less you can do it. And then the, the bigger of a deal it becomes, right? So let it go, I struggle with. But what 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 works instead, what a lot of my clients have found freedom in is let it be. Like maybe I'm just not ready yet to let it go, to let that contentious conversation, you know, that I had with a colleague or even a family member, we can't let it go. But you know what I can do? I can let it be. Right. I can let it be. I can let it sit there and I can choose how I'm going to think about this. And it's just enough of a shift. I mean, you tell me, Jen, if you think so, too, if it's just enough of a shift to kind of relax a little bit about it and not feel such a tight grip. Because that tight grip isn't doing anybody any good. Well, it's what we resist persists. Exactly. That, like mm-hmm. that acceptance practice. I accept that I am feeling angry about this or discouraged or this. I'm not minimizing it. I'm allowing myself to have it. I'm not yet sure how to process it. Because I think that people don't even give that to themselves anymore. And then we just continue to live in the shame of having that emotion. I, I can speak for myself. Gosh, like. All it takes is one in my 20s. I can think about a time that I didn't respond well to feedback and being told to like, let it go, then added this extra layer of what's wrong with you, Jen? Why can't you be perfect? Why aren't you doing that? And then it creates, I like to call it the confidence hangover that like goes into like every other thing that we do where it's like, okay, I guess that you're still always this, even though the situation, the people, the players, everything's different. Right. And that, that's such a great example of per your earlier question about what clouds it is false stories like that, which may have been formed in your 20s or even more so that have been playing like a soundtrack on repeat. And it, it's literally in your neural pathways. But the good news is your neural pathways are they're plastic in nature, right? The term neuroplasticity, we can change our neural pathways based on what we're thinking and what we're doing. And so when we invite in this, hey, I can let it be. And you're also What's also key about that is that you're releasing some of the emotional intensity because if you're, you know, amygdala, right? The amygdala is a part of our brain that controls emotion. So when we've got that heightened emotion, it's competing for the rational, logical part of your brain. So if you can pause and give yourself that break to say, you know what, I'm just going to let it be, that gives your brain time for your amygdala to turn to return to regulation, regular dripping of cortisol back to your your prefrontal cortex where our logic sits. And then it's so nice that that cloudiness becomes clear, but you've got to give yourself the space and the grace to do it. 
That's, and it, I feel like, I mean, maybe it's challenging, right? The challenge today in today's world might be, it's that burnout piece that I think mm-hmm. that we are so burned out or maybe hopefully after, you know, a little bit of end of a year break, we come back a little bit more recharged. But if we think about why our confidence isn't the way that it is, burnout, we're never giving our brain the rest that it even needs to quiet or I guess offset that cortisol that's been plugging through our veins and we're not able to see clearly. I, I feel like my only PSA is if you're not feeling like you can see clearly, it might be a sign that you need sleep. Like, or you need like rest <laughs> yeah. because your brain's not going to function great. And it's not a sign of your deficit. It's actually just a sign of like how your body's responding in that circumstance. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a client who I'm waiting to hear back from him because he just went on vacation and his previous vacations, he said, you know what? I always get sick on vacation. My wife always points out, I always get sick on vacation. Why? Because of that adrenaline and the cortisol and the overdrive. And then you get on vacation and your adrenals have time to catch up and your immune system's like, haha, you've been neglecting me too. And you get sick, right? But we've, we've been doing some work together to help him pump the brakes, right? To give, to give more self-care, to take mini breaks. It doesn't mean you have to have a full spa day once a month. I mean, go for it if you can, but there's small little ways that throughout your day, you can be inviting in that self-care, inviting in the pumping of the brakes so that you avoid the burnout. I mean, it's easy to go Mach 2 all day long every day with as many things as we have exposure to. I mean, I was counting up the other day how many different ways people can message me. (laughs) This is too many. It's too many. Like, I can't can't keep up with this. (laughs) It's No, who can? Who can honestly do it all? Like, I am of... Maybe it was a podcast I was listening to, but even I think it was called Time Management for Mortals was the author that was on it. But realistically, like we are never going to be able to accomplish and do it all every single day. Technology has completely thrown a wrench in our ability to do that and still be humans. Mm Because I'm sure it's whether it's social media, add in all the platforms you're on, however many Slack channels you're on, however many email addresses you have, plus the text messages. And then behind all of that is an expectation that they want you to respond yesterday. (laughs) I just think it's a sad, it's hard. It's hard. And I think people need to realize these are challenging times to, for coming back to confidence. There are a few things that are stacked against you that are out of your control. And you've got to come back to what Jamie is sharing. You have to focus on what you can control. Hi, everyone. It's Jen. And I'm just coming to you because we need your help. Presscom International, the organization that hosts the Leadership Habit podcast that I proudly work for, is looking to expand their network of people that are committed to creating more ethical, engaging, and human leaders. Now, how is that relevant to you? Well, we're looking for referrals. Do you know someone that is interested in giving back and being an entrepreneur and owning their own business? or that wants to make a difference and is passionate about leadership development? Well, I'm excited to share with you that Crestcom has just launched a referral program. If you know someone, maybe it's a past mentor or a boss that's interested in making a career change and wanting to leverage the knowledge and their experience in the classroom, send them our way. We have this new program and here's the scoop. We've designed an easy to use referral form available on crestcom.com forward slash referrals. And you can visit the site submit your referrals and access all of the rules along with required terms and conditions. Here's the sweet spot of this. If you refer a successful candidate, we'll give you $2,500. Now we want to expand and make our mission even greater, but we can't do that without your help. 
So if you know someone that would be interested in becoming a franchisee for an amazing leadership development organization that wants to get into the classroom and make a difference, head on over to crestcom.com forward slash referrals today and help us impact your workplaces and the leaders that you work with. Here's the only caveat. Please note that this program is currently open to applicants based in the United States only. I know that in the pre-call, we talked about that there are three primary, you had said there are three primary circumstances of why, why people maybe are not confident. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure, sure. So, so confidence is not something that just comes and goes on its own. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe our listeners, you know, you might be in a season of, man, I've got, I've experienced this dip or this drop in confidence, or, or maybe you've been in a past season, you know, and you're back up to par right now. And you might be wondering why, why was that? Uh, the, the likelihood is that there's one of three circumstances or a combination of them that are happening. Uh, so the first circumstance that is known as a primary rattler of confidence is when you encounter the unfamiliar. And when you encounter the unfamiliar, that's simultaneously a sign that you're learning, you're growing. I mean, it's an unavoidable part of life, maybe that you're playing big enough. So it's a good thing. But in that space of unfamiliarity, that's when self-doubt loves to start to chirp in your ear, right? Loves to ride shotgun. That's a primary circumstance when confidence can be rattled. So maybe you assumed a new role. Uh, you know, maybe you had the transition from individual contributor to people leader, or maybe you just got that promotion to the C-suite. And you went from the space of, hey, I'm comfortable, I know how to do everything, and now you're in this new space, <laughs> and it's unfamiliar, that's a primary time when confidence will get rattled. That relates to the second circumstance. The second circumstance is when the stakes are high. When you're in a situation where it matters, where there's a lot riding on it, maybe there's high visibility, you've got an important audience, uh, maybe you're now working with the boss and the, the two of you just aren't quite jiving yet. Those stakes are high. Again, that's a circumstance which will rattle confidence. And then the third one is when you're going through a period of change or transition. And this one's interesting, Jen, because this can be a professional change. It can be a personal change. It can be anything from there's an acquisition, right? There's, there's some sort of blend of culture going on. There's a big change happening um, in your personal life. It could be that you or a loved one is sick or something that's eliciting that stress. Have you ever noticed... <laughs> How when you're stressed out or when you're tired, that's when you start to doubt things that on a different day you would not otherwise doubt. You would have known unequivocally, yeah, I'm like, you know, I I rock it doing the public speaking. But then when it comes to something that you're in a period of transition or there's something going on in your personal life completely unrelated, that might rattle your confidence in a situation that otherwise it wouldn't have. Absolutely. I mean, I can relate to that on a human basis probably weekly. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, oh my gosh, this is new, or I'm feeling stressed. Maybe I am the worst speaker on the planet. Maybe I need to go back to find a different job. Maybe because actually, no, I have a question for you because you and I both talk about confidence. You are much more seasoned, but like talking about confidence, one question that my friend had for me once, and she's like, what do you mean you talk about confidence? You can't show up as not confident. And I said, BS, I always get to show up as not competent. And I think it's because of those three primary circumstances that you're talking about. It's change, it's unfamiliar and or unfamiliarity. Like anytime I do something new for the first time, I'm not going to go out and feel like, well, I guess I'm going to nail this one all the time. <laughs> but how do you like, tell me, is that the same? Or do you feel like you have a pretty like radiating level of confidence? My ups and flows too. And I mean, you can bet I go through periods of change or transition. I mean, I... 
I, I am right now, in fact. Um, and so here, so let's talk about, right, the ways to counterbalance this or the antidotes for, for these circumstances. Because again, in a lot of cases, it's an indication that you're learning, you're growing, you're playing big enough. I mean, these are unavoidable things in life. So when it comes to the unfamiliar, for example, this is when you want to double down on familiarizing the unfamiliar. And I know it might sound like, well, thank you, Captain Obvious, but let's let's really think about that. So you're in a new role, right? Or let's let's go with your public speaking example, right? You're you're about to step on stage. Jen, have you rehearsed what you're saying before you step on stage? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Do you know for the average keynote, which is one hour, the average keynote, it is 40 hours of preparation. Yeah. For TED Talks, on average, do you know how many times people practice their TED Talks before they walk in that red circle? 200 times. Wow. I think there's a big misconception that the word, you know, talking and communication are synonymous terms, and they are not. You know, talking is a behavior that, of course, we all we all know how to do, but communication is a skill. And skills require practice. I mean, whether it's shooting hoops or crocheting or public speaking or managing conflict, that takes practice. And so sometimes it seems a little ridiculous, like, should I really be having this conversation out loud? You know, the one that I plan on having with my colleague or my boss or my manager? Yes. If you want to build your confidence and create that familiarity, absolutely have that conversation out loud. I mean, I joke that my dog who is laying here at my feet, she can give my keynote talk. She's heard them so many times. I love that. And it's easy, right? That's the easy part, but it requires you to give yourself the time, the yes. time to do it. And you want to hear a, a success story on that? A, met yes. a metrically driven success story. So one of my clients, she said, you know, I just, I didn't realize that even taking 15 minutes before a meeting that she leads could be time so strategically spent. You know, she said, I just, I assumed, I know that the players on my team, I know this material. I just show up, I have the meeting. Well, she decided to double down on the familiarity. So she now has 15, a mere 15 minutes of time that she blocks out on her calendar prior to that meeting. Gets her thoughts organized, gets the outcomes, the desired outcomes organized. Well, what she has been able to do is shorten that meeting from 60 minutes to 40 minutes. Love it. So by 20 minutes, you know, times the eight people who are in that meeting. So now we're at 160 minutes. I mean, multiply that over the course of a week. So when I said, you know, confident, being confident is being prepared and it truly saves you time. It does you and the people around you. And that might be something that you take for granted. Like, really, do I need to spend 15 minutes going to a meeting that I always have? Well, you know what? Try it out. I dare you. <laughs> yes. Give it, give yes. it a shot and, and see to see if it doesn't create a difference. I love that. And yes, we don't take enough thinking time anymore. I I use this example in class today and talking with them, I had an aerospace client that safety is of the forefront of their priority. They did not take the time to plan before a meeting. They had what they initially thought a really successful meeting, ended it, realized they forgot to talk about the most important topic. <laughs> it happens. You yep. can lose the obvious by just not taking time to think. They all know it's important, but we rush. Yeah. We go too fast. You want to be oh. your most confident self in 2024, block off self-time, strategic thinking time on your calendar, where you're not scrolling through social media, where you're not reacting to something, where you are proactively planning your day, your week, 
thinking about what you want to do and what you bring to the table. And that's actually what you bring to the table, your superpowers, your strengths. That's the best way to counteract the high stake circumstances. So don't go, go. you go, you go. (laughs) No, knowing who you are, what you stand for and what you're good at doing. It's not so much that you're going to be able to shift the stakes. That's not the part that you have control over. But what you do have control over is reminding yourself, you know, why you're there. Why are you in that meeting? What is it that you're bringing to the table and not losing sight of your strengths? Because that's one of the places where we can feel that 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 compromise or that pull. You know, when there's somebody in there and they're the expert in their category, don't forget that you're an expert in your in the category as well. Right. Don't don't dismiss that. And that's one of the things like ownership. Ownership and awareness, back to the awareness of your strengths. There's another statistic that this one, like, oh, I feel this in my chest every time I say this. Two thirds of people, two thirds of people, Jen, go through life without awareness of their unique strengths and gifts and superpowers. And everybody has them. And this is one of the things in particular, you know, that I love about coaching is helping reveal that if it's not immediately obvious to someone, because we're all our own person, right? And we might think, well, you know, everybody knows their way around a pivot table. <laughs> no, they don't. And maybe not like you or Python or, you know, or public speaking. All of those things come with practice. But when you spend time to think about, and this maybe this is a good challenge for the audience too, think about, spend some time reflecting on what are your unique gifts? What are your strengths? Because I promise you that you have them. And when you remind yourself of them, and this it, it's like a muscle, right? When you continue to grow it, to flex it, it strengthens. And so don't lose sight of that because when you do, that's going to shift your energy in those high stakes situations and allow you to bring the energy that you need to influence the outcome that you desire. Yes. You're bringing your own chair to the seat at the table and saying, I've got this. I love that. You've got to learn to love yourself. Every person you meet is both your teacher and your student. Everyone has a gift to share. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, with companies too, right? Company did not, they're not putting a paycheck into your bank account every two weeks for you to not exercise your gifts, right? They're making an investment in you to let those gifts shine. They don't want you to be just like everybody else. Yes. And what about now the final one? Because I think, so high stakes conversations, I love that. of like really knowing why you're there and, and, and mm-hmm. believing in why you're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about when... What about when life has a tremendous amount of change or we have those transitions? What are your mm-hmm. tips to maybe be able to keep our confidence? Because those are those are challenging times. Yes. Yeah, they, they, they definitely are. And this is where, I mean, there's there could be a variety of answers for this. And depending on what you're going through, you know, self-care support systems, those are of the utmost important. Um, again, though, back to the value that you're bringing and what do you know to be true? What do you know to be true right now? in the calm circumstances, leaning into that and actually spending time on it. You know, the, the gift, the strength that you bring to the table, prioritize spending time on it because you're good at doing it. You have control over it. That's a big piece too, because when you're going through that period of change or transition, and it just feels like so many things are out of control. Spending time being very intentional about, all right, where's somewhere that I do have control, that I enjoy spending time. And that's going to help reinforce for you that you know, not everything is wrong, right? Not the entire sky is falling. Yes, there's some things going on over here that I don't have control over, but here are still the pieces back to the ETA. Here's where I do have control over. Here's something that makes me feel good and really prioritizing that. 
I mean, if that's, you know, 30 minutes for your yoga class, prioritize that 30 minutes extensively. Like you need, you need to have that time. Anything that you can do to help pump your own brakes is going to be helpful. And, and, but really the, the overarching theme here is remind yourself who you are and what you stand for in the absence of this challenge that's happening. Because nothing about who you are and what you stand for has changed. It's just that's when your thoughts really start to get in there and mess with you unless unless you tell them who's boss and who's really in charge. Yes, I love that. Ground yourself back in like who you are at your core. Know that you are not... Because I think we go into that self-judgment. Like the reason that I'm here is because something that I did, something of who I am, some... And sure, there's a little bit of that that might contribute, but oftentimes that's not even close to what's really happening. Right. You know, I, I love that reminder. I know that we have to wrap our podcast. I can't even believe how quickly this actually went <laughs> uh, because I just want to keep talking to you about it. Uh, Jamie, what would be some final thoughts that you would want to share with our audience? So confidence, like I said, it's a gene. It's a gene that everybody is born with and you can grow it and flex it just as intentionally as a muscle. And when you do, that is good for you. It is good for your mental health. You're releasing dopamine when you do that. And it is good for the people around you, especially when you're leading a team. I mean, you know, confidence is contagious and it, it provokes action. And that's what you want in people. So know that you've got, you've got the power. Everybody already has this inside. This is not some magic thing that you're going to go discover somewhere else. You already have it. Be intentional about doing some of the things that we talked about in this in this podcast and watch your confidence flourish. Watch it blossom and enjoy the response of the people around you as well. Yes. Okay. Now you have to tell our audience because I know that they're wanting more. Jamie, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah. So I have a special offer for listeners of the leadership habit. I've never offered this anywhere before, but I knew I'd be spending time with you, Jen. And I think so highly of you. And I thought, all right, what can I do for your listeners? So please go to my website, jamiemckinney.com. And you can either do jamiemckinney.com slash contact. You'll see the button for it there. Uh, send me a note. And when you send me a note, you will receive a $500 gift certificate off of either a coaching package, keynote speaking, or a workshop. So huge value for you. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your feedback on this podcast and how I can help to continue to make 2024 your most confident year yet. Yes. 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 Because you deserve it. You deserve it. And time is going to pass. So it's your opportunity to actually go back to that driver's seat. Jamie, thank you so much for dropping the ETA with us, <laughs> talking all about even, I think those primary circumstances and your resolutions are so incredibly important to just normalize mm -hmm. why you might have low confidence. It's not your deficit. It's just your opportunity for development. Thank you so much for helping us build that self-awareness so we can create this and make this the best year yet. Thank you for coming on The Leadership Habit. It was great to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast. I wish that conversation with Jamie could have been an hour long or two hours. She has so much knowledge and insight to share. And I really, really appreciate her identifying the common scenarios or situations that we might find ourselves in where we're not feeling confident. That's when it's unfamiliar, the stakes are high, or during periods of change and transition. She gave so much for us to consider, and I hope that you're walking away feeling a little bit more confident 
and aware of the control that you have to build and create that unstoppable confidence. Now, if you know someone that could benefit from hearing Jamie talk, share this podcast episode with them. And of course, don't forget to take Jamie up on her special offer. And also, if we at Crestcom can help uplevel your skills when it comes to leadership, we would love the opportunity to help. We have a comprehensive year-long leadership development program that's designed to give you the skills to succeed. Head on over to Crestcom.com and there you can request a complimentary leadership skills building workshop. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time.